There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price, the one, the only, Hello. the man, the myth, the legend. Oh. What's up, guys? All right. The Dark yeah. Delight Show. This is where we get into the unfolding global conspiracy of communism coming to America, the usurping of your constitutional rights, your rights as uh, free Americans, your God-given rights. Mm-hmm. That's right. That word God, God these days, really, really close mm-hmm. and important to our heart. You know, speaking of that, rights and constitutionality and all that stuff. Uh-huh. I heard right. little birdie. And so I heard this a few weeks ago, Jim, it was, well, not, a few months ago. So I was right. talking with one of my, uh, one of my sources, kind of the people that mm-hmm. I, I communicate with kind of have inside information. And they were telling me about, um, some phone calls that were recorded with Joe Biden. Right. And, um, what I got out of it is that Devin Archer, uh, Hunter Biden's former business associate had recorded multiple phone calls with Joe Biden. And we know that he's turned, he's flipped, and mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's working with the Republicans. And apparently they have all this. They have this incriminating phone calls. Um, and there's a few other foreign – and I heard rumor that there's foreign services like Russia, Ukraine, foreign services, such like that, that right. also had this, this information and have turned it over to certain people. Um, nice. And – Joe Biden's days are limited right now. And I, I mean that like metaphorically as well as literally because right. I think there's a few various scenarios that could happen here. But so, well, anyways, a few months later, uh, a friend of mine who is very well connected in uh, the intelligence communities, military intelligence, uh, he's former military intelligence himself. He kind of right. whispered to me and said, hey, don't say anything about this, but this is what's coming. And I said, oh, I, I know. And we confirmed through our sources kind of what we were talking about. And he's like, yep, that's it. Well, he came right. out the other day on Twitter and, and made a post about it and sent it to me. And I said, yep, that's it. The next day, the next day, <laughs> we get this breaking news that there's a phone conversation with Joe Biden that is the smoking gun. That irrefutable right. evidence of him pay for play as vice president colluding with another foreign government for basically utilizing U.S. aid for personal gain. And that wow. with this, Joe Biden – will have a few different options. Either wait, resign. Wait, wait, wait. He he has a phone call where he did the ask, the prid pro quo. I mean, I mean that literally what Nancy Pelosi said that Trump did, but he literally is doing the ask out loud. Um not only the ask, but the threaten. Oh. From what I got out of it is that Joe Biden not only said this is what you're going to do for us. But if uh-huh. you don't do this, this is what we're going to do to you. If you don't do this, I'll break your kneecaps. I mean, yeah, is he, it, does he sound very sinister on the call? Does he do wah-ha-ha? Well, he sounds coherent, <laughs> which is, is interesting. But <laughs> That must have not been yesterday then. The things that you can expect to see from this in the sense of retaliation are mm-hmm. deep fakes. They're going to say that it's a deep fake. It's not real. Um, they're okay. going to try to you know, twist and, and t- prod this. Um, but there's a few things that can happen from this. Number one, Joe Biden resigns. 
Right. And honestly, that's the most likely scenario. And right. I'll, I'll tell you in a second why that's the most likely scenario. Um, another one is that Joe Biden um, dies of natural causes in office. Uh, another one is that I don't want he, a national holiday for that. Guy. I know. I another one is that he finishes his term and right. he doesn't run for reelection, uh, which is probable. Now, the first two, and the reason I bring the first two up is yeah. because we have impeachment proceedings occurring against Joe Biden that are going to start in September. Now, really? this is apparently going to be dropping between September 13th and October 31st. Now, the oh. date is interesting because what it does is it, it's three days after Congress comes back from recess. Right. And it's most likely going to be during the Senate impeachment hearing. So once Congress impeaches Joe Biden, which they will, we have the majority, mm-hmm. they're going to send it over to the Senate. The Senate, which has majority, one majority Democrat, we need a supermajority, two-thirds of the Senate to impeach Joe Biden. They actually yeah. try to remove him from office. Well, here's where it gets interesting. Imagine if the impeachment hearings in the Senate start up and all of a sudden this video drops. Irrefutable evidence of Joe Biden doing exactly what they're claiming he did. The Senate cannot deny that. The Senate's going to be getting calls from all their constituents, Democrats alike, which means that they would have to impeach Joe Biden. And so either way, we see that Joe Biden is absolutely done. Now, as well, if they wanted to stop the impeachment proceedings, if they didn't want this – because you got to remember – This pay-for-play scheme, what Joe Biden did, is the same thing that Obama and Clinton and everybody else was doing. This one brings down the house of cards. It connects all the players, okay? Right. Which means that if this is done in an impeachment hearing with irrefutable evidence, and the White House knows they have this evidence, this means that it uncovers the deep state and begins even more investigation into them. And they can't allow that to happen. They need to save face, and the way to save face is either Joe Biden resign and immediately leave office, right, or Joe Biden naturally dies dies of natural causes in the White House, and that would be the, actually the most um, beneficial one to the deep state because if he if he passed away of old age in in the White House, let's say mid September or something, okay, right, any investigation from Republicans into Joe Biden after that is looked at as like sacrilegious. You're like, how dare the, you digging up the grave? Uh, yeah, oh, digging up the yeah. right. See how they do that? Yeah. Oh, and so that's why I think it becomes a probable scenario. Yeah. Right. Oh, so this now. is going to be a very. I've been saying this for a while now. This this next two months is going to be so big. Very chaotic, I mean, right? Very chaotic. That's right. And you know, I'm excited yeah. about it because I think a lot of us have been waiting for this for a long time. But on the other hand. Joe Biden and the Democrats, they could look at this as an opportunity and say, hey, look, you know, let's go to war with Russia or let's spread this new variant and bring lockdowns back. And they attempt to try to take over communications, the narrative, information, and they lock everybody down. They declare martial law. You could you could potentially see something like that because that's another way to stop the Mm -hmm. investigations, because think about it like this is let's say there's some type of incursion with a Russia and the U.S. Mm-hmm. and Russia go to war. Right. Biden does the same thing that President Zelensky did during the special military operation in Ukraine by Russia. He goes into his Congress and he has arrested any Russian sympathizers. 
All the Republicans uh, that have spoken out against Russia about the funding now become Russian sympathizers in a time of war, and he detains them, removes them from office, which basically becomes a fascist dictatorship. Great. So you could see something like that. I, I don't know what we're going to yeah. see, but man, interesting time to be alive. Because awesome. by the way, and if Joe Biden did something like that, I hope people know that that's like when the Second Amendment starts coming in. <laughs> I don't, again, I, I go back to the idea that I don't know how these people are alive just in general. I mean, there are people who feed these people. There's people who are in close contact with these people. There are people who are in long-range contact with these people. And the amount of stuff that they have done is is just flabbergasting. I don't know. I'm just – I'm in awe of this whole thing. that No one has reached out and just punched them in the mouth. You know, like why do you keep doing stupid things, you know? But I don't know. I don't understand why these people get away with it. Oh, hey, I saw that you commented on uh, Mitch McConnell uh, uh, locking up during his uh, – <laughs> the program glitched out in the middle of his uh, little speech or an- question answer yesterday. When he uh, when he glitched out, he quit talking. Yeah, though, the, it seems that the Wi-Fi disconnected, huh? <laughs> yeah, he had a little scrubbing going on, a little buffering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, they, oh, that's they the disconnected shot, the clone from the Wi-Fi. I think that's the shot. I think that's got to be that, – that looks like shot symptoms to me. If he actually did really get the shot because he he's a dummy and thought it was necessary to get into his body, I think he's that's the side effects. Those are those micro strokes they talked about, you know, the vascular uh, slowing down of things and all that. Yeah, I think there's more to that than we realize. But, I think so too, and I think that Mitch McConnell really is vaccinated. Yeah, and he but he just acts like it. I don't know, but we had the black eye thing with him what a couple years ago. I thought he I thought he joined the Cool Kids Club when he did that. You don't have you know what I'm talking about? Remember the Black Eyes Club? Well, these guys keep coming up with a black eye. You oh, yeah, like no, absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. The Black Eye Club. I call it the Parasite yeah. Club. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. because they, <laughs> they allow the alien parasite to enter in through your eye, and it produces a, a black eye. Or that's where they put the um, the artificial intelligence microchip. When they implant oh. it into your brain, is they just pull out the eye and then put the chip so in. So they can see what you see as you're looking around? Well, no, they can yeah. control the, the, the person. Oh, the person. And I think oh, that that's avatar. why his, uh, his Wi-Fi cut out. <laughs> hey, did you see the, the – oh, we do have a commercial break coming up, so we'll have to do this when we get back. But we got a, got some bear in the, in the news. All right. We'll be so. right back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. Jim, you were talking about something yes, there. Yeah, we, uh, you know, I know a lot of you guys like uh, your barley pops. Uh, you got your little, uh, you know, get the hops and the barley and the suzzes. Well, um, Seth Withers put out a new, uh, it looks like he's uh, he's got a new brand out here that to compete with the Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light Fiasco, uh, which is Anheuser-Busch. And by the way, all of you guys who went out there and bought Modelo's because you thought you were being cool by buying a Mexican beer, it's still Anheuser-Busch, so you still gave them your money, but you bought a more profitable beer for them because they overcharge for the Mexican beer because you think it's fancy, but anyway, it's still made here in America and you guys bought all the profitable beer, which became the number one beer, which is what they probably actually did on purpose to drive you to it. Get off of the cheap Bud Light that they don't really make a lot of money on, drive you guys towards another brand, Modelo's, and then they're making a ton of money on Modelo's and you guys just drove all the profit margins up. So anyway, but there's a new brand coming out. Uh, or has come out. It's called Ultra Right Beer, 
And uh, Seth Withers put this out here. I thought it was kind of interesting. The, they uh, First, they mock us, Withers said in a statement. They said, we'd never sell any beer. They said, we've never get to, uh, make, uh, we'd never get the beer made. They said, we would never get distributors. They said, we'd never get it on sh- uh, the shelves in the store. And we, he says, well, I'm, a comp- we, I'm proud to say I accomplished all those things in a matter of months. So Seth Withers has got a beer. It's called Ultra Right Beer. So I kind of, I think it kind of puts you in the right place when you're carrying that around your uh, grocery cart uh, at the grocery store. Anyway, interesting about the Bud Light guys. Yeah. So yeah. Seth Bud Withers, Light. he came Goodbye, up. Goodbye, Bud yeah. Light. But you know, for yeah. some reason, Bud Light stock keeps on going up. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just unbelievable. Like this last two or three years, stocks have done things that are untraditional with current economic trends. Yeah. Bud Light loses billions and billions of dollars of revenue. Stock goes up. We yeah. have uh, we have inflation skyrocket, interest rates increase, and gold and silver they go down a little bit. Go down. And, and you know what? Yeah, that's they, okay. Are they maintain. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. It's a good time to buy. I mean, yeah, it's a good time. Hey, look, okay, it's going down. The perfect time to buy. But it, it just shows you the level of price manipulation. But that price manipulation can only last so long. Yeah. Eventually, price manipulation produces bubbles, and bubbles eventually burst. Yep. Yeah, you think about that. In, in reality, guys, this, it, this is a casino. And the casino can sit there and squeeze down and turn down the slot machine until it's almost paying zero. But eventually... It does have to pop. It does have to go somewhere, and that's my best analogy for that. They have been keeping the lid on this pressure cooker for a long, long, long time. They're doing all they can to distract you. Don't look at this. Don't look at that. Oh, look, the start market's still at 30000 Oh, Bidenomics, it's the best. Oh, by the way, guys, did you guys – I want to give you the statistic, and I need to go back and find this, and I'll send it to you, Josh, as well. That oh, thanks. We, we today <laughs> – yeah, I'll, I'll put you on the list. Uh, your buddy of mine. So, so you today we make on average the average American makes three hundred percent less than the average American during the Great Depression compared to cost of living, meaning housing, food, and electricity. Those three major items. If you take those three major items and you compare it to the wages earned, we are three. We make three hundred percent less right now than they did during the Great Depression on average. And our unemployment is actually considered to be higher now by 2 or 3x as well than it was during the Great Depression. Yet everybody's talking about binomics, how great it is and how wonderful it is. But in reality, if you really get to the brass tacks of it where Main Street pays their bills, we are screwed sideways, guys. We really need to figure out how to get this right. And this is there is a collapse coming. It's just whether which side of the collapse you're going to come out on when this whole thing goes down. But I'll send that to you, Josh. It's pretty oh, interesting. Great. Yeah, yeah, definitely send yeah. it to me. Definitely send it to me. It's, know, it's a conversation we're not having, right? We're not talking about like, you know, like we're not making as much as we made during the Great Depression, but we're all acting like, oh, you know, things are tough. Like, no, things are horrible. I mean, we're doing worse than they were. Yeah, it, it, it's listen, it's bad. I was just, uh, I just saw this article um, just a little while ago, and and if you're wondering what my morning looks like, <clears throat> I wake up in the morning. Usually about three minutes before the show, I roll out of bed and on my way to the studio, I, I check my phone to see what the news is. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it's four. He gets up four minutes. It's not three. Yeah. He's a- no, but I, I, uh, 
I get up, I go to my office and get my coffee going and I start going through the news and I always start with Drudge Report. And the reason I start with Drudge Report because I know it's been sold to um, to neocons. I know it's been sold out. It's no longer Matt Drudge. It used to be a great source. But because I like their format of how they actually put information out there, and it allows you to see what the perpetuated narrative against actual conservative Republicans is. Because they're always attacking Republicans now, right? Yeah. And so it's the one place to go to kind of see, okay, this is what they're trying to do with the narrative today. And then I usually go to like the Gateway Pundit. I'll go to Infowars sometimes, and then I'll just go to Twitter because Twitter is really easy to find breaking news and information. But I saw this one article. 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck and have depleted their savings. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, oh, yeah. you have to understand the severity of that. 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. You know what that means, Jim? We're toast. There's no Do you no remember – do you remember um, Dodds on Fox News talking about the elimination of the middle class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lou Dobbs, Lou Dobbs, sorry, Lou Dobbs, yeah, Lou Dobbs. Yeah, How yeah. we used to always talk about the elimination of the middle class. They're trying to kill the middle class. Guess what? They killed the middle class. Middle class is dead. 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. That means 61% of Americans are living under the poverty level. Right. And you know what they keep on doing under the poverty level? They keep on decreasing it. No way. Yeah. They're lowering. It's like if you make less than $24,000 a year, you're in the poverty level now. It, it, it should be $50,000 a year. Right. At least. Like, wow. I don't want to get That's personal, crazy. but I got, I got some people I know. Right. And they're going through a situation, right? They're going through um, – th- th- this person's going through a divorce. Okay. And they make about about ninety dollars to $100,000 a year. Okay. Right. And they want to go out and buy a house. Okay. They can't afford it. Yeah. You know, 90 grand, you're lucky to get an apartment nowadays. Yeah, they can't afford it. $1,500 a month. Yeah. It's like unbelievable. Yeah. It just baffles me. Like, a person makes $100,000 a year and can't afford a mortgage. Right. And not even a big mortgage on like a lot, like we're not talking about luxury living here. Right, right, right. Exactly. But you know what they can afford? Shared housing complexes, condos, multifamily dwelling units. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Stacking them deep and selling them cheap. That makes everybody happier and, well, no, it doesn't. They, that's what the whole mice experiment was. Remember that whole thing with the the uh, depleting of the, the society is... After generations and generations of being too close to each other, it causes a lot of weirdos to come out of the deal. Yeah, it's a it's a real problem for us. All right, well, but you know we can we can think of things differently, right? We can try to figure out how to land this whole this plane. Do we have a plan? Do we have a plan? Well, stand? Jim, th- this plane hasn't flown in years. We're all just sitting <laughs> down with our seatbelts buckled, running around like crazy people, thinking it's going to be crash, and we're already on the land. You know. What we need to do is there, there's two important videos that came out yesterday, and I don't know if people caught them. Number one was from Donald Trump, and number two is from the actor and good friend of Donald Trump, John Voight. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump came out and vowed, we will not comply. You have to understand what that means to MAGA out there. When Donald Trump comes out there and says, we will not, we will not conform 
conform and comply with your mask mandates, your lockdown restrictions. You will not shut down schools and hospitals. And he says that when I become president again, any school, hospital, or private business that discriminates against people simply on vaccination status or mask status, mm-hmm. watch out. That was like probably one of the best videos Donald Trump has put out in a long time because what that does is that if he actually follows through with that, but either way, it riles up MAGA to not comply. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And then John Voigt came out and he's saying, stand up. It, it, now is right. the time. He goes, we're in civil war. He goes, there's no doubt about it, people. We're at a civil war. And I discussed this on my show a few days ago. Maybe John Voigt watches my show. But I discussed uh-huh. this on my show a few days ago. I said, we're already in a civil war, people. Just the battlefield is not Lexington and Concord. It's not, you know, it, it's, it's not in Pennsylvania. It's not in Maryland. It, it's on mm-hmm. the Internet. It's on the digital battlefield is where this war is being waged. It's an information war. Ripe with propaganda, disinformation, misinformation, and psychological warfare tactics being slung back and forth and trying to control the narrative. That's the civil war that we are in right now in our country. And I'm glad to say, glad to say, because you know what? This show right here is a, a, a point that we are winning. If not winning, it's at least a stalemate because we're not losing. Because we are here. We are doing this. We are able to go on the Twitter and social media and spread information and put people on the right track of investigation and inquiry. We are able to expose the crimes of these people in real time. This Mm -hmm. is the new battlefield of the second civil war, the second American revolution. Right. And they know that. And we know that. And and this war is waging on. And John Voight said, it's time to stand up, people. The civil war has already started. It's here, and it's time to start getting – and I think he was trying to say is it's time to start getting out on the streets right. and, and voicing our concern, using that First Amendment, getting out there and saying, you know, hell no, we won't go. We won't comply. This isn't going to happen. Silver, gold, and brass to cover your butt. That's right. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. Yes, so, yeah. I made a series of predictions, and uh, I just it's just crazy how some of these come true. Mm-hmm. One of them that was is when uh, we saw one of the Democrat agents out there um, file a motion to uh, suspend Donald Trump from the 2024 election due to 14th Amendment violations of promoting an insurrection and then try to get him removed off, to the, ba- um, off of the ballot. You know, I I found this incredibly interesting. I said, "Uh uh-oh, do you see what they just did there? They're going to utilize the indictments. Not not charge. He's not – he has not been sentenced with anything. He has not been convicted of anything. These are just everybody, you know, innocent until proven guilty, right? Yeah. So they're trying to use the indictments as a reason to get Trump to not be able to run in 2024. Right. So well, basically, they're trying to use court of public opinion, right? They're going to ch- make the court or the pe- court of public opinion make it think that he's ineligible. So they'll say he's not viable. They just they well, say the, it. It doesn't. Yeah, uh, this it, is what they're doing. There. Is they're saying yeah. because he has these indictments and we won't have a decision upon the prosecution until after the election. If he's disqualified, mm-hmm. then he shouldn't be able to ruin the election. 
because he's disqualified through a, a, a clause within the 14th Amendment that says that any person that produces insurrection rebellion can't be president of the United States, um, which is interesting because how did George Washington ever become president? But or Thomas Jefferson <laughs> or any of those guys. Yeah. But on the other hand, <clears throat> now we're seeing states, the blue states are coming across. And we have here Arizona Secretary of State says he's figuring out whether or not to disqualify Trump from the 2024 ballot. We have Rhode Island doing the same thing. Multiple other states trying to remove Donald Trump from the ballot. That's how you they're going to do it. People are going to. They don't think people are going to write him in like crazy. They will, but yeah. they'll just say, "Oh, they'll say bad handwriting, all this stuff." Right, right. You didn't spell it right. They didn't use the right capitalization. I mean, just whatever, right? Yeah, that's a real thing. Yep, they're wow. going to try to and remove that, Donald Trump. Didn't they from do the that? Ballot. Didn't they try to do that in the twenty? Uh, didn't they try to do that in twenty twenty? There was states already threatening to do the same thing with him then. They, they absolutely right. did. Yep, they absolutely did in 2020 as well. And um, it was quite a few lawsuits that he had to run to get himself on the ballots. But this is going to be big because this is so early on um, that they have a shot of actually removing him from the ballots uh, before the Republican primary. Right. That's crazy. Man, that is... <laughs> Again, I guess it doesn't really matter if if any excuse, if you're looking for an excuse, any old excuse will do, right? And that's what we're basically doing here. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as we just get him out of here. That's as dumb as we look doing it. That's okay. That's what. I, that's kind of the theme of it, isn't it? Yep. And they say, well, we're gonna we're gonna do this, but oh, we're gonna do that. We're gonna, oh yeah, no, uh, uh, uh. And they don't care. They don't have a, they don't have a reputation. I guess it's the idea that we could over here, we run ourselves through our emotional or our moral barometer saying oh well, this is not good and that's good no this is not good this is good and the way we're we're trying to run things through our barometer we're trying to say that we oh this is the winds are changing it's good but for them they don't care what the winds are changing they don't care what you think of them they don't care that you don't like them they really don't care and so this is the idea is like we keep asking permission of these people to say Oh, well, you know, can can we just stop fighting? Can we all just get along? You know, can we kumbaya it in here and just be great with each other? They're not wanting to do that. They there is no uh, there is no other thing anything for them but but violence. And violence isn't always a gun. Violence isn't always striking somebody. Violence can be emotional terrorism. Can be psychological effects that have long term effects on you that we're dealing with today. I mean, we're dealing we're dealing with psychological effects. You can see this with the. The pandemic and how people were so willing to take a government chemical, completely, completely unproven, no documentation, none that can go with it, intentionally blank, uh, you know, information or bears uh, uh, reporting uh, access, all this different stuff. These people were willing to run to these people for their answers. They don't care. They don't care that people die, and that's where we get confused because we think they're going to fight fair. I don't know why we keep fighting fair. They're not. They're not even. They don't even look at the rule book. The, the, the rule book is the Constitution, and you can tell right now, guys, they don't care. They don't care the Constitution exists. They don't care your feelings are heard. They don't care you wear a MAGA hat. They don't care you got a flag on your shirt. They don't care you put a sign in your yard. They really don't. It's the little dummies, little minions that run around there thinking they're doing a good one for daddy, daddy whoever, and they you know, kick your little Trump sign down. They think they've won. Ooh, I win. But the reality is that the elites, the 100,000 or so that I believe actually are the, the top of the pile in this whole globe, really honestly don't even really pay attention. They think it's laughable that we're trying to get their attention. You know, we're over here seeking out their stuff. But didn't you, 
Josh, when we were on that show uh, with me and you and Dave, um, David Dubine, uh, we were talking, and you said, "But what if the what if the elite were trying to get the strongest among us to be prepared to be able to survive through this, so that we 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 do survive and we're able to perpetuate the the you yeah, know, human it, beings." It's called cataclysm theory. Yeah. So it's called cataclysm theory, and one thing that David Dubine and myself have looked at um, it, from different angles as well, and came to the same conclusion, is that there's there's various cycles that our planet goes through throughout its history, through the twenty six thousand five hundred year processional cycle. And this is the transit through the arm of the uh, the Orion arm of the galaxy, in that wow. it goes through various different points of energy density. If you imagine it, think about the galaxy as a blob of energy that's uniformly right. distributed, right? Towards the center of the arms of the spiral and towards the center of the galaxy is the higher density things. And then on the outskirts of the arms of the galaxy. I don't know what happened there. We must have been talking some truth. Got all disconnected. Jim will be back in a minute once we get him connected. But what I was talking about there was the cycles and that if you understand how these galactic cycles move, our sun's transit through the galaxy, it's, it's electromagnetic in nature, is that it's moving through tons and tons of ionized particles at different densities. And our ancestors mapped out this transit over a long period of time. Knowing that there's going to be points and times where we're transiting, our sun is transiting this galactic arm, and it goes through high density points, which ionize the solar radi- the cosmic radiation that increases the electric potentiality, electric potential of our sun, which changes the weather on our planet and produces upheavals, cataclysms, earthquakes, tornadoes. And so, if the elite knew of this of these different cycles and knew that we were coming into some sort of cataclysmic event, would they possibly be preparing the globe for exactly that? And that's why they put out the, the bioweapon to give a, uh, you know, a slow but meaningful death to a lot of people before you know this cataclysm happens and they die a painful, miserable death or something like that. Um, could they be trying to weed out the bad genes so that we have survival of the fittest? Uh, maybe there's not enough food and energy to sustain the population during this time. This is my baby why there's a transition to green energy because there's going to be a lot of technology that is going to be lost during this cataclysm. And if we have solar and wind, that stuff is primarily very easy to create and make. And if the infrastructure is already in place, then it becomes very easy to transition after the cataclysm. So you, you start looking at all these in the sense of cataclysm theory that maybe these elite are pushing this agenda not to call humanity, but to save humanity in the best way that they think possible. But they are evil. Don't get me wrong, guys. Everything that they're doing is evil. Sorry about that. Um, everything yeah, that okay. they're doing is evil, in my opinion. But go ahead, Jim. How you doing? Oh no, no. Hey, I just I lost. Uh, I don't know. I was sitting here and it just said no more. And uh, oh, it was all of us. Yeah. All of us got dropped up. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, you were saying something they didn't like. Obviously, we were on Mitch McConnell's internet connection. 
It's a little spotty here and there. It's no big deal. It'll be fine. And by the way, how many votes has he cast again in the last couple weeks? That's yeah. Don't worry about those. I don't think Senate's voted on anything in the last couple weeks, have they? Well, he had that glitch out before they left to go on break. So, Mm. remember the one where he was at the stand in like the rotunda there, and he just glitched out right there before the break. How many votes? How many votes did he cast before he went on break? I don't know. It's kind of like the John McCain thing. Remember John McCain had the whole uh, glitch in the brain and uh, he, he uh, went ahead and voted for Obamacare to, to maintain its. Uh, oh, yeah. Because yeah. that wasn't by accident. Yeah. It didn't, yeah he was and, the one deciding. He, vote when he, yeah, he broke the, the filibuster, right? He broke the filibuster. Yeah. yeah. He came in in a wheelchair at 12 o'clock at night and like right before the midnight strikes where it would have when, when I where, they, where we would have won and not had Obamacare. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, but Obamacare is tied to uh, student loans. So if you get rid of Obamacare, you get rid of student loans. If you get rid of student loans, you get rid of Obamacare. Really? You know that? No. The what, same- what is this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he didn't know this. This is why they can't get rid of Obamacare. And that because if you get rid of Obamacare, you get rid of student loans. If you get rid of student loans, you get rid of Obamacare. So both sides are fighting to keep. You know, we want to make everybody pay for their student loan. Because how how are student loan. loans connected to Obamacare? This happened right before Obama. Um, this was in the was it the twenty eight? Wait, was it right at the end of Obama's election, or, or right at the beginning of twenty eighteen when the the uh, the Democrats took over the House? It, it's been a while. It's been like this for a while. That and I've reported on this several times. Yeah, that Obamacare and they t- they tethered Obamacare and the student loan system together. So when you defund one, you defund them both, and huh. so you're going to get all the poor people mad that you killed Obamacare. Uh, because you got rid of student loan, which is what the everybody wants. See, all the Democrats want to get rid of student loans, but then the Democrats don't want to get rid of Obamacare. But then the, the Republicans say, well, don't get, you know, we don't want to, uh, Obamacare, but we don't want to forgive student loans. And it's the, that's the whole fight. That's why we can't get anything done on this. That's why student loans don't go anywhere. That's why Obamacare doesn't go anywhere because they're tethered together. I, 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 you're going to have to explain to me someday how they're tethered together because that just baffles me. How it's, uh, yeah, they, they did a bill on it. I'll have to look up the bill. There's well, the, a whole thing. Yeah, but you can bill. retract portions of a bill. I mean, you can right. retract Obamacare and still leave the student loan provision in there. Um, you could defund 87,000 IRS agents, but they haven't done that either. Well, yeah, so. you remember that? That was one of the promises, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. We'll get them. We're going to shut down we're gonna, the IRS. We're going to pull back rid- those 87,000 IRS agents and then never happen. We're going to get – they're going to abolish the IRS. Remember Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and Bobert were like well, – and, and McCarthy? I know oh, we got to go to a break here, IRS. but when we come back, we're going to talk about something that we're all seeing right now, and this is getting scary. Okay. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. Jim, how you doing? Sir. So state representative demands investigation after seven vehicles carrying dozens of ATF agents armed with AR-15s and tactical gear raided a gun dealer's home in Oklahoma. What? In Oklahoma? Yeah. Why Why is Oklahoma a problem now? The allegations were brought forward by 52-year-old high school history teacher, Baptist pastor, and part-time gun dealer, Russell Fincher. Fincher claims the ATF agents employed intimidation tactics and coercion to force him in surrendering his federal firearms license. This is the second gun store owner that has been raided in less than a month. 
So the inspectors photographed some of yeah. So this is this is the key here. The inspectors photographed Fincher's forty four seventy three forms with their cell phones, which is illegal. And what that is is who did he sell firearms to? Right. Why does the ATF want? We need to get rid of the ATF. We need to get rid of the FBI. We need to get rid of DHS. This this is getting ridiculous. The NSA, all the three letter. We really need a toilet flush back to the Department of Defense and and start over. I mean, that guys. Okay, listen. I I don't know if I've not said this clearly in the past, and I need to say it very slowly. Um, Their only way to redo this is that we have to push a reset meaning that we have to scrub back the government and and start over because it, there's no way that the continued business model that we're in right now where we have not gone back and cleaned house and and done some quote unquote downsizing um it's our fault we did not we did not prune this tree we did not do what we should so we don't we're not getting good fruit off of it anymore if you've ever guys have ever grown apples or peaches or pears that the pruning of a tree is absolutely necessary to bring on amazing fruit and that it seems like you're going to hack it back too far and you're going to prune it back too far because you're going to almost take it back to a stick. But then the following year's fruit will be so sweet and so amazing that it's breathtaking. But that's what we have to do as well. We have to size back our government so then we can then understand how amazing our country can be because our it's become too overgrown. It's become too burdensome. And there is no there's no fruit coming off of it anymore. It has become an eyesore. And that's what that's the simulation between what our government is going through and what we need to go through as well. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I just hope that it doesn't come to this culmination point where a lot of the stuff expands further and further into dystopian uh, rebellion, you know? Right. No, I get it. And it's the sad part of it is, is that, you know, I, I, I do worry about a lot of great people being harmed and I, and it's could be everything from the fact that they have to go without for a while. Uh, it could be a fact that they have to, you know, they have to struggle for a while. But then again, yeah, like I've said a thousand times, gravity makes you who you are. If you did not have gravity, you would not look like you, you would be a big blob of nothing on the ground. And so because you have resistance, because you have, you have trials and, and things that cause you to, you know, really struggle, you become amazing. And so hopefully we'll, we'll all be better prepared for this stuff. But I do understand there's a lot of craziness out there and um, we need to be better than this. Um, we need to be better than the people who are trying to chew our legs off of us. I think that conversation with me, you and David the other night was really great as well. That gave, I should really should have given a lot of people uh, not only the ability to see the future coming, but also prepare themselves. Absolutely. Uh, well, and, and there's a lot of things to prepare yourself for. This is an interesting story. Fitness influencer Larissa Borish dies suddenly from double cardiac arrest. 33-year-old Brazilian fitness influencer. Really? When did this happen? A day ago. Really? Wow. Well, there's been some tennis and soccer and some other players. What happened to LeBron James's kid? Remember LeBron James's kid did the whole pass out of the court thing? Cardiac arrest, all of them. Cardiac arrest, and and who was that? Bat, the football player from the Bills last year that did that. Yep, Demar and Hamlin. And then we have uh, Mitch McConnell doing it, and we got all these other people that are doing the whole glitch out. Guy, what happened to uh, Diane Feinstein and Mitch McConnell last year and a half? It's like someone pulled the the compressor out of them, and they have just deflated and turned into like withering people. Have you noticed that lately? They, like they cut them off from their adrenochrome. 
Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> oh, the things we do, man. The things we do. Yeah, who knows? All I right. mean, they disconnected their Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> That's all I can think of. That's a, is that what it is? Oh, yeah. Pa-goop. Sorry, buddy. Not today. You have to do something different. Um, well, anyway, as we go through all these things, I think it's interesting to see their their reactions. I like watching their reactions to things, not so much the event. And that's another thing, too, guys. Maybe that's the best way to describe why you know how you look at things different. When you're seeing the event, watch the reactions of how the newscaster or the you know the guy on the spot you know is like, oh, out here, or, you know, the world's coming apart. We're all gonna die. Yesterday, they were reporting on the hurricane that hit Florida. But when I looked at the weather, all the rain was clear up into the Carolinas. And they were talking about how Florida, you know, will, you know, you know, I'm, I'm holding out. And I'm like, I thought the I thought the rain already went through. But yet the news was reporting it as if the rain was still in Florida. Now, again, granted, there was some wave bands that went through there that, you know, had some rain in that. But I'm not talking like the eye of the storm had already gone through. But if you guys are paying attention to what they were saying on the weather, but then you went and looked at the radar, you would think they were still getting hit down in Miami and they're still waiting to crawl up Florida for the next five days. I, I just, this, that, that stuff just drives me crazy when they do that stuff. But it's all about narrative. Have we figured out about the blue stuff in Hawaii? Did you ever, did you ever tell me about that? Well, I, I went over the blue burning? St- Yeah, no, yeah. The, all the blue, all, anything with the color blue on it was not burning in uh, Maui, which is indicative of, uh, you know, frequency-based energy weapons. Now, right. is that true? I don't know. It's so hard, but I could not disprove the pictures and the video evidence that I was seeing. Right. So that it, it brings up a lot of questions, more questions than, than not. And yeah. so, you know, and it's interesting, too, that they immediately, I mean, not even just a few days after it, they came out and looked, oh, we know the cause. We know the cause. It was the telephone line. It was the power lines. It was the power lines that fell, and they sparked because they weren't turned off, and they, they started the fire because it was so dry because we had water conservation going on in Maui mm-hmm. for the wait, two weeks prior. So it was so dry. Oh, man, just a perfect storm of events. And those 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 electric poles, yep, they were just weakened, you know, just weakened. Oh, Well, you know – yeah, this is where I, I was talking to Ryan, uh, the chiropractor friend that uh, was going to be with us next week in Dallas. I was talking to him last night. I said, well, here's the thing. If they have a laser, you know, a laser that they can use on you to go into your kidneys and only work on the kidneys through your skin, they can go in and they can burst kidney stones, you know, through your skin. They can use frequency. Well, what is lasers? But frequency. It's concentrated. It's concentrated wavelengths. And yet... It's like, so if I have a plane that's flying at 60,000 feet above the earth and I shoot a laser down, it's going to look like a big, broad spectrum or a big, broad swath through the area. And I can tune that frequency to only affect certain materials or certain things that resonate at a certain frequency. And that's how it's done. So anyway, that was my spiel. That's all the science I got for today, guys. Three minutes. That was it. But we we got to we have to see those things for what they are, and the fact that we are not they've not taught us well to be able to be discerning. That's our fault, and we got to change that. Oh, hey, man, Joe Biden has undergone hundreds of thousands of dollars of plastic surgery. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one today where they showed a picture of him like, like ten years ago and today, 
they can't be the same human being. And I mean, I guess if you get a hundred thousand oh, dollars, go to go to Michael I mean, Jackson. Yeah, but he took a couple decades to pull that off. He he kind of worked that. He kind of wedged that nose down to nothing over a few a few decades. I don't know what he was shooting for. Did you do you ever understand what that was about? Did you ever get that? Um, he was just obsessed with nose surgery. Really. Hey, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, and, and I don't mean to switch it up on people out there at the end okay. of the show here. But to just give everybody a warning, this is from the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. And this is a report that they just put out recently. Okay? Okay. This is the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis president here. As okay. a result of high current U.S. government debt to GDP ratio and continuing projected deficits, we face a possible dollar inflation Uncertainty nightmare. What? That is them warning of economic collapse. <laughs> yep. That's so, how they do it. You've been warned. Gold and silver. Get gold today.com, guys. All right. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You all take care. Have a great day. Me and Jim will be back with you tomorrow. Take care. Yep.